Getting you ready for the Central Lady Rebels and the West County Lady Bulldogs as West County takes the field. The visiting Rebels will bat first and will bring you the starting lineup brought to you by Shelter Insurance. Proud to be a part of high school sports. Your local shelter insurance agents. We're your shield. We're your shelter. For the Central Lady Rebels, leading things off will be Alexis Portel. She'll be roaming left field for the Rebels. Next to her in center field, batting second, it's Kelsey Polite. The three-hitter for the Lady Rebels is Sydney Miles. She'll be playing the shortstop position today. Her cleanup hitter is Cadence Gosby. She'll be behind the dish as well. The uh, number five hitter is Chloe Dishbein. She'll be playing first base for Central. Her protection in the order is Ella McClanahan. She'll be at third across the diamond from her. In right field, it's J.C. McMillan batting seventh in the order. The eight hitter is Alexia Pape. She'll be in the center circle for the Central Lady Rebels. And the designated player rounds out the lineup for Central. It's McKinley Portell. She'll be batting in place of the second baseman at Kylie Peters, the flex. Again, the order for the Central Lady Rebels, it's Alexis Portell, Polite, Miles, Kyle, Cosby, Dishbine, McClanahan, McMillan, Pape, and McKinley Portel under second-year head coach, or fourth-year, rather, head coach of the Central Lady Rebels. Taylor Guile coming with the record of 3-2 and two on the season, having won their last three games in a row. Bringing the fielding alignment for the West County Lady Bulldogs, here's Jared Pettis. Sean, thanks. Left to right for the Bulldogs in the outfield. Grace Barton, Morgan Simley, Lily Francis, and right around the horn in the infield, Reese Smith at the hot corner. Shortstop Alexis Hedgecourt. J.C. Tungay is the second baseman. Riley Kevalowski at first base. The battery, Natalie Womack, and in the circle, Gracie Wright the hard throwing right hander pitch gets the corner on the low outside part of the plate for strike one starting lineup brought to you by shelter insurance agent david scott haggerty of shelter mutual insurance 517 east main and park hills first pitch that was brought to you by boyd and associates turning complicated matters into simple concepts pitch number two rocks fires gracie wright misses that one high and outside this time and the count's all even at one and one john boyd with boyd and associates has been bringing accounting integrity, character, client focus, and dedication to our local community for 20 years. A 1-1 count, here's the pitch. Got the low outside part of the plate, and the count sits 1-2. and two. Interesting that that's been called a strike both times. Having a tough read as to where it is exactly because Natalie Womack kind of popping out of her stance and jumping out to her left every time that pitch comes in. Sometimes you won't see catchers get that call. The 1-2. Low and away, kicking up some dust here at West County High School as it's in the dirt. And we're all leaving at two balls, two strikes. Here's why you don't usually see that call. It does the opposite effect of framing. You know, you frame yep. a pitch, you're trying to catch it outside the zone and kind of stick or twist your glove a little bit so it looks like it's in the zone. And that one swung on and miss upstairs. Alexis Portel down on strikes for out number one in the top of the first inning. That's how this ball game gets started. You, like I said, you usually do the opposite effect then when you're having to slide all the way to the outside to make a catch on a pitch. Home plate umpire is like, okay, that'd have to be a ball, whether or not they got a good read on it. But the friendly call from the home plate umpire puts two strikes on and gets the first strike out of the game for Gracie Wright as she delivers it via the swing. And now to Kelsey Polite, and she'll miss on the inside part of the plate. 1-0. And, Sean, because we couldn't tell where the pitch was because of Womack, the pitches could have been right there, too, and she just yeah. didn't get the call on the inside part of the plate. One, because Womack is set up on the outside and not swinging her glove. And that's it. It's not like it's not a strike automatically. It's one of those, like I said, with kind of like framing pitches. You're doing yourself a disservice when you have to jump out that far. 2-0, pulled foul, 2-1. and one. Kelsey Pohl lead up at the plate. Pulled pretty much everything she's put into play in the two broadcast games we've seen in the season so far. At Boyd and Associates' first pitch at 4.32 today. As right 
Delivers a pitch that's low and in the dirt. Four ball, three and one, your count to Kelsey Polite. You don't want to put her on, especially with Sydney Miles waiting her turn on deck. Right-handed batter's box for Polite against the righty Gracie Wright. Here's the pitch, sliced foul and out of play. Count runs full at three and two. I like that cut from Polite. And a 3-1 count, you can usually lay off of anything except for something in a shoebox that you like, and she got one there. She just missed it underneath it, fouled it off over her dugout. 3-2 pitch, here's the payoff. Pulled on the left-hand side. Reese Smith at third goes across the diamond to Kavalowski at first, and there's two away in the top of the first inning. Nice bounce back from Gracie Wright after falling behind 3-1 to induce the ground out. Now we'll bring Sydney Miles to the plate. She'll dig into the left-handed batter's box against the righty, Gracie Wright. Pitch high and outside, missing for a ball, 1-0. The 1-0. High and inside, missing for a ball. 2-0 your count as that one goes off the tip of the glove of Walmack and gets away from her. I mean, something worth monitoring once we get base runners in this game for the Central Lady Rebels. Walmack having to jump out of her stance a couple times to make sure she gets it and missed it a few times as well. This time she can't frame the low and away pitch, and it's a 3-0 count to Sydney Miles with Cadence Cosby awaiting her turn on deck. 3-0. Low outside corner, painting it is Gracie Wright. She's got it for strike one. Count goes three and one, and she tries to bounce back in the second at-bat in a row. That's the pitch they wanted to pitch a go. She just couldn't find that outside part of the plate. Tries that spot again, got it again. Three and two, Gracie Wright doing a nice job bouncing back as City Miles laid off both of them. Two away, count is full as Wright checks the wristband. Draw set. Tacks downhill with the pitch. Missing low and away for ball four. And Miles is on with the two-out walk. And that'll bring Cadence Cosby up to the plate. C.J. Wright barking at Gracie right in the circle. I think she's... Not that she was disgruntled with that pitch call. She just didn't put it in the right spot. And that's what he's saying. If you put that up under her arm, that falls in for a strike. She tried to put it on the outside part of the plate. Try to bounce back against Cosby, and the first pitch to Cosby way upstairs. That time, Walmack had no choice but to jump out of her stance. It's a ball count is 1-0. Keep an eye on Sydney Miles on first. We'll see how aggressive Central gets with her. Wide open stance at the plate for Cosby as she takes a strike in the low outside part of the plate from the right-handed batter's box. One ball, one strike, and an all-even count. Miles at first, no score, top of the first inning. Pitch right down the middle, taken for a strike. Cosby didn't like that call. She felt it was above the letters. It was right at the letters. I thought that was a good strike call. I thought that was the one she probably should have swung at. Swings at this one, but fouls it straight back and into the padding behind home plate. Counts hits one and two. I'm with you, Shauna. I imagine maybe she wasn't looking fastball there and it just came in. And with the stance that Cosby has, a little bit of a crouch, that one's going to be a strike every time if she lays off of it. Here's the 1-2. Fought off foul and well out of play on the first base side. Count reigns 1-2. Cosby, or excuse me, Miles, rather, stays at first. 
Ready to go is Gracie Wrights. Misses upstairs with the ball. Two and two your count. Cosby with two away in the top of the first inning. Right set. Rocks and delivers. Missing for a ball. Nice at bat from Cadence Cosby. Battling back to run the count full of three and two. That'll unleash Sydney Miles at first base. She'll be off and running. This is three straight batters with a 3-2 count. Here comes this one blooped into right field. Coming on strong is Lily Francis. She's got it for the third and final out to end the top of the first inning. Well, off the bat, that looked like it had a chance to drop, but hooked right to Lily Francis for out number three. No runs, no hits, no errors, and run runner left stranded on first. West County Lady Bulldogs coming to the plate when we return for the first time. We'll bring you their starting lineup when we return after this. No score on the Parkland Sports Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. For more than 115 years, Belgrade State Bank has been neighbors helping neighbors. It's how we do business, and it's what sets us apart, shaping every decision we make from supporting local causes to helping businesses and families succeed. Our checking and savings accounts, mortgages, personal and business loans, and financial planning help people reach their goals and live their dreams. It makes all the difference. Belgrade State Bank, a wise place to do business since 1906, member FDIC. Started back in 1982, Dalton Home Improvement has grown to be one of the most competitive siding companies in Missouri. Owned by Hank Kinsey, his crews are highly qualified installers, experienced in new construction and rehab. Dalton Home Improvement, 431-2373, proud to be a part of high school sports. Graphic Options is our area's custom t-shirt and apparel manufacturer. Located at 120 West Pine in Farmington, Graphic Options offers a wide selection of options, including vinyl, screen print, embroidery, and more. Graphic Options in Farmington, a proud sponsor of high school sports. High School Softball on KFMO is brought to you by Wade's Automotive in Farmington, Prairie Farms Dairies in Park Hills, Sam Sism Ford Lincoln in Park Hills, Missouri Baptist University in Farmington, and Weems Insurance Agency in Farmington. Bottom of the first inning, West County will come to the plate for the first time this game, which means we got to introduce you to their starting lineup. That's also brought to you by Shelter Insurance Agent, J.J. Vickers Insurance Agency. 63 School Street in Bonterre allowed J.J. to help protect your family with life insurance. Gracie Wright, you met her as the pitcher. Now meet her as the leadoff hitter. She'll dig into the left-handed batter's box to get this bottom of the first inning started. She's followed in the order by J.C. Tongay, second baseman for West County. After that, it's Morgan Simile, their center fielder. She'll be batting third. Reese Smith is the cleanup hitter. She plays third base for West County. As Wright pulls this on the right-hand side, off the heel of the glove of Kylie Peters at second, and it trickles into center field on an E4. Gracie Wright going to be safe at first base. Rest of the lineup for the West County Lady Bulldogs. You've got Alexis Edgecourt batting fifth. She's the shortstop for West County. After her, it's Grace Barton, the left fielder. At first base, it's Riley Kavalowski. Batting eighth, the right fielder, Lily Francis. And behind the plate, and rounding out the lineup for the West County Lady Bulldogs, it's Natalie Walmack. Again, it's right, Tongay, Simile, Smith, Hedgecourt, Barton, Kavalowski, Francis, and Walmack under ninth-year head coach C.J. Wright coming in with a record of 7-3 and three on the season. A bunt picked up by the pitcher. Throw to first, not in time. They'll go back across the diamond to try to get Gracie Wright. That throw is offline. It gets into left field, and that allows J.C. Tongay to make get the second base on the error that is a really really good piece of base running by Gracie Wright one to get to third and then even better base running by JC Tongay the hitter who put down probably the best sack bun attempt you'll see on the softball diamond around currently 
Tongay then got to second on the throwing error from first baseman Chloe Dishbein as we meet the rest of the fielding alignment in the outfield. Left to right, Alexis Portel, Kelsey Poli, J.C. McMillian in right. Around the horn, Ella McClanahan at the hot corner, Sydney Miles at short, Kylie Peter is the second baseman. Chloe Dishbein at first, a battery, Cadence Cosby, and pitching Alexia Poppy. Already a pair of errors, not helping out Alexia Pape and they need all the help they can get with the early season so far. A bit of a slow start out of the gates for Central in terms of pitching. They've picked it up of late, though, but this is the toughest competition since they started to pick it up in their last three games. And already a tough situation. you got Morgan Simley on, nobody out, and a 1-1 count to her with two on in scoring position right at third, Tongay at second. Pape delivers a pitch. Yanked down the left field line, hooking foul. Count sits one and two. You, you talk the, about confidence in sports all the time. Imagine the confidence this will do for Pape. If, after the way the first two at-bats have gone, if she can get Morgan Simley out on strikes. It'd be huge. That uh, infield single by Tongay that resulted in a throwing error after the fact, nothing she could do. That was just a perfectly placed bun about two feet off the line where a pitcher, first baseman, catcher, and second baseman could not get to it. Two and two, your count. She was trying to drop a sacrifice bunt, but like you said, it was just placed so perfectly, it turns into a single. And You'll see that more often in softball as opposed to baseball. Here's the 2-2. Breaking ball just missing the low outside part of the plate. And the count runs full at 3-2 and two to Morgan Simley. First base is open, but you don't want to allow the first three base runners to reach safely. Here's the 3-2 from Pape. Pulled foul up the third baseline. Count go, remains the same. Go back to that bunt by J.C. Tongay and a little bit of, mi of mis a miscommunication on the infield. The first baseman Dishbine stayed at first. The second baseman, which is where the bunt was headed, Kylie Peters, she went towards first base as if Dishbine was going to come in and charge. Looped into left field, shallow and it's going to drop in front of Portell who barehands it with the right hand. The throw home is cut off by Alexia Pape, the pitcher. And it's an RBI single for Morgan Simley. West County strikes first. one nothing. they lead bottom of the first inning. That's a good place, little blue pits. The left fielder, Alexis Portel, playing so far back that there was no chance she was getting to that one. And it was interesting. She barehanded that in left field and got the throw in really quickly and a late jump from Gracie Wright. I'll tell you what, if that's not Gracie Wright and the speed that she's got, I, don't, I think there's a play at the plate that could be made. I'm not saying that they're necessarily out, but I think you've got a play that could be made. For pitch. In there for a strike. The throw to second as Morgan Simley took off is cut off by Pape, the pitcher, as they try to keep Tongay at third base. And now it's two in scoring position with Reese Smith up at the plate. Sean, I think this is a situation where we're early on in a game, and Morgan Simley was basically sacrificing herself on the base path there. Why not just throw down and, and at least get one out? Well, it's up to, at that point, Central. A, whether or not you want to trade the out for a run, and B, you know, see if you can get the runner at third. Tongay coming off a little too far. This one smashed into center field. It gets past the center fielder, Polite, all the way to wall for a two-run double. No, out at second base is Reese Smith. Tried to stretch that single into a double, and she's done down by Kelsey Polite in center field. Well, it's going to go down as a two-RBI single for Reese Smith, but a good play by Poli to fire it to second and Peter to hang on as there was a collision while Peter was in the air to leap and make the play and also swipe down the tag. Reese Smith just slid right underneath her, and Peter came down hard but held onto the ball for the out. That's how you get the first out in the bottom of the first inning, but a 3 nothing lead for West County. 
And that's where the risk-reward I was about to get into doesn't pay off for Central. I think the throwback to Pape was more about trying to see if you can get the runner at third to jump off the bag on the throw and get her out. But if you would have made that out, then you're looking at a 2 nothing game with at yeah. least one out and a runner on or a situation there where we had a player thrown out at second yeah. and there'd be two outs and the score only 2 nothing. Well, that's it. Tough it's play that, you know, 2020 hindsight and mm-hmm. all this. But. It's, a, it's the risk-reward and... You know, in their eyes, they viewed the play at third base, the potential of that, and you don't see it very often, but I think the opportunity of that happening is what was deemed more valuable in their eyes is we got a 3-0 count to Alexis Edgecourth. There's a pitch. Breaking ball dropped in for a strike, 3-1. and one. Got Pape in the circle. Three runs up on the board against her so far. Only got one out to speak of. The pitch is in there for a strike. Count runs full at three and two. Nice job by Pape to bounce back. Good cut by Hedgecourt. She just yanked it a little bit foul. Straighten that out and you might have extra bases. And a conversation in the circle between Caden Cosby and Alexia Pape. It's now adjourned as Cosby makes her way back behind home plate. The pitch. Hammered, left field, no doubt about it. This one's gone. And it's 4-0 West County Lady Bulldogs in the bottom of the first inning. Well, Hedgecourt's got all of that one, Sean. She's going to make her trip around the bases and touch home and make it a 4-0 game. And fortunately for Central, Reese Smith was gunned out at second, or that'd be a 5-0 game. Yeah, if Reese Smith isn't pushing that single into a double, we're talking about a 5 nothing ball game, but what an offensive explosion from the West County Lady Bulldogs. It's early, but I think we're seeing some of that fight that C.J. Wright was talking about with his team. Now got a conversation in the circle, and I think we're going to see a new pitcher coming into this game as well. It looks like they are bringing in Alexis Portel from left field. That might be it. For Alexia Pape already. Yes, yeah, and Miles going to come on. We saw her warming up. I know she's done a little bit of pitching throughout the season so far, but she's going to come on and be the new pitcher taking over for the Central Lady Rebels, just not Alexia Pape's afternoon. The book is already shut on her. She faced only five batters, generating one out on 18 pitches, 11 strikes, seven balls. She allowed four hits, four runs, three of them earned. No walks, no strikeouts. ERA sits at 63. And as I said, with nobody on base, the book on her is officially closed. So that'll bring Sydney Miles from shortstop into the circle. And that will also bring Alexis Portel in from left field. And with left field open, we'll see who makes their way out there now. And it appears that it's J.C. McMillan that moves from right field over to left field. And Poppy is going to be in right, Sean. So that's where she stands now. One out to her name in the bottom of the first inning. We're already seeing a new pitcher. And, you know, it's not going to be easy deciding to put Sydney Miles in the circle because you take away an elite fielder at the shortstop position. Now, still going to have to do some fielding. It's not like her glove is completely eliminated when she's in the circle, but shortstop is considered the premier fielding position on the infield. Almost like the center fielder of the infield, if you will. You know, it's one of those positions that when everyone's playing youth baseball or youth softball, they want to be the shortstop. Yeah, absolutely. I always wanted to be the second baseman. I just didn't have the arm for shortstop. And that's it on the warm-up tosses for Sydney Miles. 
And she's meeting in the infield with all of her Central Liberty Rebel teammates and comes into the game, finding themselves trailing four to nothing and will face six and seven in the order at minimum with one away in the bottom of the first inning. It's Grace Barton who digs in. Miles adjusts the mass slightly and delivers her first pitch of the game. She misses upstairs for a ball one and up. Grace Barton, a sophomore, youngest player in the lineup today for the West County Lady Bulldogs. Very senior heavy lineup. Feature a pair of juniors as well. And Hedgecourt, who just homered, and Walmack, who rounds out the order. Pitch dropped in for a strike. One ball, one strike, your count. Miles, set and delivers. Way upstairs, missing for a ball. Two and one. Miles rubs up some dirt on her hand. Readjusts the mask again. And the pitch. And we got a bulk. I believe so. The uh, fielding umpire yelled dead ball. He didn't yell bulk. He just yelled yeah. dead ball. Now he's having a conversation with Taylor Guile, the head coach of the Central Lady Rebels. And Guile will go relay that message over to Sydney Miles. Looks like she may be coming off the mound a little too early. Have to watch her closely here, see if we see anything of that sort. Now and now with time called, the home plate umpire is going to go have a conversation with Taylor Guile and the infield umpire. I think he wants to be in the loop on what the conversation was about. We did see the assistant coach for Central go down the steps on the dugout too look like and she looking He's like looking she, at like his left arm or something like that too could, could he've gotten cut on a play of some sort kind of like holding his left arm out yeah i think he's cut on his left arm they're asking cj Wright across the diamond if he's got a med kit you'll see this sometimes in basketball when you got to stop play for a player that's bleeding you seldom see it in baseball where there's significantly less contact compared to that of basketball or football, if you will. But for an umpire to have to deal with that, that's something you certainly don't see. Is He's trying to get patched up in the Central Lady Rebel dugout right now. And what's a 4 nothing ball game favoring the West County Lady Bulldogs in the bottom half of inning number one. Alexis Hedgecourt with a home run. A solo shot to left field. Other than that, the rest of the scoring came on Gracie Wright leading things off, reaching on an error. Came around to score on a single from Morgan Simile along with J.C. Tongay. Morgan Simile would come around to score on Reese Smith's single, but Smith would be out trying to stretch that single into a double. And then, as I mentioned, Hedgecourt would send herself all the way around the bases and back home on a home run. And that would force Alexia Pape out of the game. It's now Morgan, or excuse me, Sydney Miles, who's into the circle. The 2-1 inside, leaning out of the way, is Grace Barton. Three balls and a strike your count. No, that was ball four, excuse me, with the dead ball call from earlier. (laughs) 
So that puts her on with one away in the bottom of the first inning. And a chopper towards short. Portel, who took over for Miles. He's got it on to second for one to first. Not in time on the double play. Alexis Portel and Kylie Peters almost able to turn two. But they couldn't get it over to first in time. And there's two away in the bottom of the first inning. Well, it is a big out number two, Sean, as they do get the lead runner, and Kevaloski makes her way to first on the fielder's choice. I think it's big for her. Beyond just getting the second out, it's the first out for Sydney Biles, and Alexis Portell has to make a play at shortstop as well. First time we've seen her get action since she moved in from left field. First pitch missing, uh, or excuse me, swung on and miss, and the second one hit by a pitch to Lily Francis. She'll take her base. That's two on, two away in the bottom of the first inning. And Natalie Walmack will step to the plate, joining all of her West County Lady Bulldog teammates in the starting lineup today as they've all had a chance to bat here in the bottom of the first. First pitch delivered to her. It's called a strike. Count is 0-1. Miles delivers the pitch. In on the knees, missing for a ball. One and one your count. You've got Kowalowski at second, Francis at first, two away in the bottom of the first inning. As Miles delivers the 1-1. It's upstairs, it's a ball. Two balls and a strike, your count. The 2-1, upstairs, 3-1 and one your count. Miles sets the pitch. Ball four. Bases are loaded for the West County Lady Bulldogs, and that'll bring Gracie Wright, leadoff hitter, to the plate. She's 0 for 1, reached on that error by Kylie Peters at second base. Eventually came around to score. Miles misses on the outside part of the plate for a ball 1-0. It's a 4 nothing ball game already, and West County has a chance to add to it. High and outside, ball two. You've got Kavaloski on third now, Francis at second, Walmack at first, and your leadoff hitter, Gracie Wright, digging in. Open stance in the left-handed batter's box against the righty, Miles. Missing upstairs, 3-0 and your count. Nowhere to put Gracie Wright. You giving her the green light? Uh, with two outs, probably not. I do if it's good. If it's right down the Broadway and you think you can hammer it, go for it. But if it's like that, high and way outside, stay off of it. Ball four, 5 nothing ball game in favor of the West County Lady Bulldogs as coming in to score from third base is Kavaloski. Sean, I don't know if this game, we're going to have another pitching change. Sydney Miles, I don't know if Sydney Miles took herself out or if... You know, she's now making her way to the dugout and going to get a new glove. It'll be, it looks like McMillian to the hill, or to the circle, rather, as, no, it'll be a new pitcher. It looks like Alex Neff who's come into the game, at least that appears to be the case. And it is Neff, so she'll come in from the bench. Sydney Miles will likely... She'll go back to shortstop. Um, Portel will head back to the outfield. The question is whether or not she'll be in left field or right field. 
Here comes Miles back out of the dugout. So who who comes out of the game then, Sean? I would think it must have it been must be uh, J C McMillian. I would have I would imagine. Yeah, or a McMillian or Pape could come out of the game as well. Pape's lower in the order. Is she still standing She's in right field? She's still standing field? in right field. Yeah. yeah and Portel back in left back field left is Portel. Field. I think we saw that at the exact same time, Sean. And Sidney Miles goes back to short. So J.C. Tange, who's one for one in the game, singled on a bunt that was a shot at a sacrifice, but was just a perfectly placed bunt, and the first pitch from Neff misses for a ball 1-0. Now, he asked both coaches pregame what the difference is in the head-to-head, and they both kind of alluded to the same thing. It's Central has had some really deep pitching over the years. West County's had talented pitchers, both the right girls that I mentioned, Ricky Lynn uh, previously a couple of years ago. Gracie Wright of late, great pitchers, both of them. But Central's usually through the years had a couple of different pitchers that they can go to, not just one. This year, in this game so far especially, a different story is Central, with two outs at the bottom of the first inning, have gone through two different pitchers. The 3-0. Missing for ball four. J.C. Tange works a walk, another walk. Scores a run for the West County Lady Bulldogs. It's 6-0 in the bottom of the first inning, and the train keeps it chugging along as Morgan Simley will come to the plate. And we're definitely to the order now where you don't want the bases loaded with these hitters up. Simley, Smith, and Hedgecourth, and there's only no no place to put them and one out left in the inning. And these central pitchers, Sean, just not, it's not their day from the circle. No, they're having a hard time fighting the strike zone. I mean, Neff so far, she's only thrown five pitches, but none of them have found the strike zone at this point. Miles was just four of 17. Pape was doing the best job of anyone finding the strike zone, 11 of 18, but the problem was she was getting hit pretty hard by West County, and her fielding wasn't helping her out much either in this game. 2-0 count as that misses for a ball to Simile. She reaches for this one off the end of the bat into right field. Pass Alexia Pape into the wall for an extra base hit. One run scores. Two run scores. They're going to send Tange all the way around from first. Slide it home. Not in time as she's out. Gun down. And that will end the bottom of the first inning. But two more runs coming to score for West County. And it's an 8-0 ball game through one inning of play. Back after this on the Parkland Sports Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. Gilster Mary Lee Corporation is hiring owner-operators for a growing and busy fleet at their Southeast Missouri facility. Drivers will pull Gilster Mary Lee trailers. Owner-operators are paid all miles at $1.85 per mile plus $11.50 per hour for downtime and drivers are given weekly settlements. Loads consist of no-touch freight and round-trip dispatch so drivers can be home each week. Keep busy all year round in return after each load. Call Mike Welker at 800-851-5371. That's 800-851-5371. Hi folks, this is Randy Holsey at Flooring Systems. High school sports teaches many lessons that last a lifetime, and that's why we are proud to be a part of high school athletics in the parkland. Stop by or call 573-760-1461. We're Flooring Systems of Farmington, a name you can stand on. 
Engines roar. You can feel your seat shake. Your heart is pumping. You get to watch the professionals at the speedway. You're even ready to experience the thrill. To speed down the raceway, shifting gears and pushing the RPMs. You're wondering how you got so lucky. You're here without spending a dime. How? Simply use your First State Community Bank Debit MasterCard and enter for a chance to win one of 10 prizes, including a $50,000 grand prize. Visit fscb.com slash grand giveaways for a complete list of prizes and details. First State Community Bank, member FDIC. Eight runs on five hits, two errors, and one left stranded in the bottom half of inning number one. A big half inning for the West County Lady Bulldogs as they lead 8 nothing through one inning complete. Giving Gracie Wright plenty of breathing room to work with as she's back in the circle for the top half of inning number two. Going through her warm-up tosses now. Check the middle area overhead door out of town scoreboard. After two innings in Potosi, the Bismarck Indians leading the Potosi Trojans on the softball side 2 to nothing. That's on the Mineral Area Overhead Door out-of-town scoreboard. Mineral Area Overhead Door at 1020 Woodlawn Drive, just north of Farmington, installing garage doors, awnings, and patio covers, windows, fencing, and more. For a full list of services, visit MineralAreaDoor.com. It'll be Chloe Dishbein to lead things off in the top half of inning number two. Central down by eight. As we got some kid or something blowing <laughs> yes. bubbles a, a little on the child first blowing base bubbles side. And Coach Taylor Guile said, hey, you can't be blowing bubbles there, buddy. Take a little bubble machine that he's got away from him. As the first pitch from Gracie Wright, it's ball delivered to Chloe Dishbein. 1-0, she's ahead in the count. Dishbein, McClanahan, McMillian, all due to bat for the Central Lady Rebels. That one swung on a miss by Dishbein for a strike. 1-1. One one. It'd be Alex Neff and for McMillian. Oh, yes, Correct. Unless they re-enter McMillian. But yeah, we'll see. Then they'd have to find somebody to throw in the uh, circle. Count sits 2-1. and one. That one's off the plate for a ball. Walmack had to really come out of her stance for that one in the outside part of the plate and still couldn't handle it. Got away from her. But no harm, no foul with nobody on. Wright checks the wristband. The pitch. High and outside, missing for a ball. 3-1 and one your count. And we mentioned the pitch count and strike percentage. It's not like Gracie Wright's been crushing it in the circle. And small sample size. She's about to throw her 30th pitch of the game, but less than half of them have been for strikes. Here it comes. It's fought off foul. I'll bring it back to an even 50-50. And she's thrown 30 pitches. 15 of them have found the strike zone. That is four straight batters going back to the second batter of the game with a 3-2 count. As Gracie Wright's working from the circle, it was a 2-2 strikeout for Portel, 3-2 ground out by Polite, 3-2 walk by Sydney Miles, and a 3-2 flyout, and we get a base on ball here. The Dishbein works a leadoff walk in the top of the second inning, and if Central is going to come back in this contest, that's the start that you need. Get some base runners. You don't have to get all back at once, but a little bit here can go a long way in this contest. Sean, I think this is an inning you have to at least get one run in. I think at least one or at least threaten in some capacity as there's a miss on a bunt attempt from Ella McClanahan. She whiffs at it, and back at first base is Dishbein, and she came way off the bag. She almost daring Womack to throw down, and Womack did, but Dishbein easily got back standing. Count is 0-1 as McClanahan digs back in. This time it's a good bunt. Back to the pitcher, right. Her only play is to first. It's made as Dishbein advanced to second on the sacrifice. 
textbook sacrifice bunt right to, not to the pitcher, but two or enough where Wright had to come out of the circle and make the play, and that allowed Dishbein to get over to first. And we do see Alex Neff come to the plate. And not square with her either, where it kind of, you know, she's able to track it down and make a play at second. She had to come a bit of a ways away from the circle to make a play on that one. And so Neff digs in. She'll be batting in place of J.C. McMillian, who came out of this game. And she takes the first pitch strike. Count is 0-1. Sean, you and I were talking off air. This Central team, short-staffed with uh, on the bench. Why is this? Zoe Ray also wasn't dressed in team gear. So that means the only other player that could come into this game to field is McKinley Portel. She's already the designated player. Neff fouls off. Pitch number two for strike two. It's, that's the problem with Central softball is they have such a short bench this year. Is It's not like they've got a ton of options to go to as that pitch misses for a ball one and two. And you think of Central, and it's a bigger high school than the other teams that play spring softball throughout our area. You know, they're certainly not down there at the Bismarck and Kingston in terms of student body size. But it's not like this is a Farmington bunch where you've got a huge bench available to you. The one-two. Fought back foul. In fact, I mean, you look at the bench for West County. West County's got a couple of different players they can go to. And, again, it's not like they've got enough where they're fielding an entire second team out there. But you've at least got a couple of options of players to go to. The one-two. Misses for a ball. Two and two your count to Alex Neff. That one just missed Sean, just below the knees. And Gracie Wright kind of walking her way back to the circle, eyeing her head coach, C.J. Wright, asking, where did that one miss? Fought off foul, remains a 2-2 count. Nice at bat here from Alex Neff, especially coming off the bench. Gracie Wright gets the call from her father and head coach, C.J. Wright, ninth year at the helm, and delivers the pitch that he called. And it's called strike three by the home plate umpire. Looking on the outside corner, and Neff is down for out number two. I'll bring Pape to the plate. Open stance in the right-handed batter's box. First pitch to her. She waves over the top of. It's a strike. Down is 0-1. You've got Dishbein on second. Two away. Top half of inning number two in an 8-0 ball game favoring the West County Lady Bulldogs. In the dirt for a ball. One and one your count. Here's the 1-1 pitch from right. Pulled on the left side towards third. Smith is there. She goes across the diamond to first in time for out number three in the top half of inning number two. No run scored by the Central Lady Rebels on no hits, no errors, and they leave a runner stranded at second base. They find themselves trailing through an inning and a half of play, 8 to nothing, with the West County Lady Bulldogs looking to add to that 8-0 lead. That's coming up next here on, the, uh, on AM 1240 KFMO. It's back. What's back, Charlotte? I'm not going back to work. No, silly. The pretzel crust pizza at Little Caesars. Ah, so customers can once again enjoy a pretzel crust topped with creamy cheddar cheese and loaded pepperoni. Yum. Yep. 
minutes every day, hot and ready from 4 to 8 for only $6.99. So try one today. Charlotte, I say pretzel, you say... Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge. Oh, well, at least it's back. Wade's Auto Service is a locally owned and operated full-service shop and wants to be your first choice for all your auto repair needs. To schedule an appointment, call 573-664-1302. Wade's Auto Service in Farmington is a proud sponsor of high school sports. At Ozarks Federal Savings and Loan, our community loan program is designed for skilled, essential workers and professionals. This program offers these individuals low to no money down home loans. So if you are a medical or dental professional or a community hero, call or stop by any of our Ozarks Federal locations to find out more. At Ozarks Federal, we know our customers by name. We want you to love us as much as we love our communities. Always loyal, always local. Ozarks Federal, the homeowner's bank. OFSL.bank, equal housing lender, member FDIC. Bottom of the second inning, we go 8 nothing West County Lady Bulldogs as this one sliced to right field. It's hooking towards the line, and it stays fair for Reese Smith as she takes a big turn around first, pushing for second. She's going to push all the way for third as the throw to the cutoff. Kylie Peters is offline, and it's a stand-up triple for Reese Smith to lead off the bottom of the second inning. What a way to start the inning, man. Reese Smith just pushed it down the line and it just had some hook to it to one stay fair and get away from poppy who was with the outstretched glove just couldn't come up with it that brings up the dangerous alexis hedgecourt already one for one with a home run in this ball game facing off against neff for the first time and she sees a breaking ball dropped in for called strike one on her eight nothing your score west county's got a runner at third the chance to be run number nine in the ball game for them already in the bottom of the second inning this one pulled well foul that's a little bit more out over the plate. Hedgecourt could have sent that one yard for her second home run of the game. Didn't bring you the final pitching stat line for Sydney Miles, brought to you by Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home of the lifetime warranty. Pitch popped up in play, hooking into foul territory on the third base side, and it's caught by Miles. The throw home is on the money, and Smith is out, trying to tag up on a double play. It's a tough break by Reese Smith, but a really good play by Sidney Miles to make the catch, then look up to see the runner tagging and just fire a strike to Cadence Cosby behind the dish. That was a heck of a throw from Sidney Miles as well. It looked like that one was going to be a little offline, but all said and done, that was right on the money to Cosby, who was able to tag Smith out with a few strides to spare. Here's that line from Sidney Miles, by the way, as the pitch misses upstairs for a ball to Grace Barton. Miles got just one out, facing five batters through 17 pitches. Only four of them found the strike zone, so you know where this is going. She'll have four runs, all of them earned, walk three, and hit a batter as well. ERA in this game of 84. Pitch misses upstairs for a ball, 2-0 your counts. As Neff looking for a clean bottom of the second inning after what was a chaotic bottom of the first inning for the Central Lady Rebels. Pitch in the dirt, missing for ball three, 3-0 three your count. Barton, awaiting the 3-0. Here it comes. Green light, 3-0, hits it. Left center field, hanging up there as Kelsey Pulley comes over from center, and she makes the play for the third and final out in the bottom of the second inning. Well, not quite in order, but the only three batters that come to the plate for the West County Lady Bulldogs, they all go down, and the score remains 8 to nothing as West County only able to generate one hit out of that inning. 8 nothing. your score. Central Lady Rebels coming back to the plate when we return after this on the Parkland Sports Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. 
At Ledco Community Credit Union, the mobile app makes it easier than ever to handle all of your daily banking needs. Designed to be intuitive and simple to use, the app offers you access to a wide range of popular features, including account balance and transfer, transfers between Ledco accounts, schedule, manage and pay bills, as well as mobile deposit capture. See their website for download instructions. The staff at Ledco Community Credit Union can make your life easier and more convenient. And they're proud to sponsor high school sports online. You can hear award-winning high school sports broadcasts on your computer or your iPad. Or you can download the KFMO radio app and have high school sports on any mobile device. Brought to you by KFMO and our partners at Ledco Community Credit Union. Visit us online at ledco.org or visit both of our branches, one in Park Hills, one in Farmington. Ledco Community Credit Union. High School Softball on KFMO is brought to you by LeCarrie Auto Body, your PPG distributor in the Parkland, Ozark Federal Savings and Loan in Farmington, Boyd and Associates in Farmington, and the Kimber Monroe Law Office in Farmington. Inning we go. West County leads Central by a score of eight to nothing. And here to take over the play-by-play, but play-by-play duties is Jared Pettis. Sean, thanks. Bottom of the air, top of the third, rather. McKinley Portel leading things off for Central, followed up by Alexis Portel and Kelsey Polite. Still in the circle, Gracie Wright, as she's been, I wouldn't say dealing, but has been getting the job done for West County. Has allowed no runs and a ball here in the first pitch of the third inning. And that's why I wouldn't say she's been dealing. She's been all over the strike zone and uh, has walked a couple of batters. Yeah, so far, 25 of her uh, first inning pitch or pitches in the first inning, 13 for strikes, 18 pitches in the second, 11 for strikes, so slowly getting better there. Not a good start to the third inning, 2-0 count for McKinley Portel. That one missed high, and Gracie Wright gets the sign from C.J. Wright, rocks and fires the righty. Gets it at the knees on the outside part of the plate. Count 2-1 and one to the designated player, McKinley Portel, batting in place of the second baseman, Kylie Peter. Rocking and firing again, the righty right. Swing and a miss. Portel behind the fastball. And the count. Oh, I beg your pardon. That is out number one on a strikeout. Yeah, I guess they called one of those balls a strike. Missed that call. That'll be strikeout number three. For Gracie Wright, and we are into the batting order for the second time for Central as we're back to the top of it, Alexis Portel. Coming set is right, and she'll rock and fire. Showing bunt, that one's going to go right back to right as Portel put the bat on it on the first in time, and there's quickly two away. That was a pretty good bunt from Alexis Portel, trying to drop the drag bunts. But Gracie Wright really closed on that one quickly and was able to make the play at first. But getting Portel, who's got some speed, by about a stride, too. That brings in the center fielder, Kelsey Polite. She grounded out back in the first inning. She'll swing and miss at the first pitch outside as Will Mack has to slide to catch it. 0-1-1. West County on the season trying to break a three-game losing streak. They are 7-3 and three overall. And the 0-1 from right outside for a ball. I think all said and done, unless we see just a meltdown in the circle here, even though Gracie Wright doesn't have the best location in today's game like we're used to from her, I think Coach C.J. Wright is going to be happy with the fight that she's shown because 
even though she hasn't been perfect with spotting her pitches, as there's a great example there, missing way inside when the catcher Walmack was setting up outside, she's still battling and finding a way to get out at the end of the day. And I think C.J. Wright's going to be happy about that. 2-1 count as back into the box is Poli. I imagine so. I mean, you're winning 8 nothing. Not a lot to not be happy with as this one is a lazy fly ball to the shortstop. Hedgecourt there, and she'll make the catch to her right, and that'll do it for the top of the third inning. So far, we've played two and a half, eight nothing. West County leads seven eight nine. Do up Kevalowski, Francis, and Womack for the Lady Bulldogs. When we return on the Parkland Sports Leader KFMO. To make a positive difference in our community, this is the mission statement of Prairie Farms Dairy in Park Hills. Branch manager David Parmley and his staff are proud to be a part of the different communities that they serve. Their employees supply fresh milk and dairy products to local grocery stores and markets that they, too, shop at. They are proud to support our local communities where they live, work, and raise their families. Prairie Farms Dairy in Park Hills. Banking with We are happy to support all of the area's athletes and are proud to be a part of high school sports. Banking with people like you, Unico Bank. The Bullpen Sports Grill in Lettington is the area's favorite hangout for sports and fun for the entire family or even your office. Enjoy a menu full of delicious food, cornhole and pool, video games, and of course any sports game you can imagine on one of the big screens. Visit the Bullpen Sports Grill on Facebook and at 1500 East Main Street in Lettington. The kitchen now opens seven days a week and until 1 a.m. There's only one way to play in the bullpen, and that's at the Bullpen Sports Grill. You won't be disappointed. First pitch swing, and here in the bottom of the third inning, Riley Kevlowski leading things off for West County, and she fouls it back to her dugout, and we check the out-of-town scoreboard. Potosi has tied things up through three innings, 2-2, two to two, but Potosi and Bismarck on the softball diamond, another conference game as the 0-1 misses just inside at the hands. One ball, one strike. We got a little bit of a sample size from Neff now, and you know, still not attacking the strike zone, but more similar to what we've seen from Gracie Wright, finding a way to get out. On the ground, perfectly placed by Sydney Miles as she's there. It was hit right to her. She was playing well in the hole, and she throws out Kevaloski at first base. Yeah, Miles is playing in that deep shortstop spot, leaving the middle wide open, but Known against the right-handed batter, I think there's a lot of trust in both Kylie Peters at second base and Sydney Miles in her own speed to close if it's up the middle. That brings in Lily Francis. She was hit in the first and scored. She takes a strike one here on the inside corner. She's behind 0-1. And, Sean, what a good situation Alex Neff has been placed in, not score-wise, but showing your coach an opportunity that you have that she has provided you and seeing if she can run with it. She hasn't allowed any... She's allowed uh, one hit, but no runs to her credit. I mean, she did come in with runners on base when she was on the mound, and runners ended up scoring, but they aren't charged to her as this one misses for a ball, two balls, one strike. Yeah, and one of those hits that she allowed was that triple, but that thing was fair by two feet, three feet maybe. This one will be popped foul. The catcher, Cosby, can't get to it, and the count's even at two balls and two strikes. Yeah, she allowed a double in the first and that triple in the second. Then a good double play and a fly out and a ground out to start this inning. And she did walk the first batter that she faced in the bottom of the first. The 2-2, this one misses high and away, and the count runs full. But Central looking for some pitchers. 
Poppy didn't have it today, and Sidney Miles hasn't pitched a whole lot for this club. Got the opportunity and didn't struggle, but couldn't find the strike zone. Not that she was unprepared, but, you know, playing shortstop at that early in the game, you're not really mentally prepared to come into the circle that quickly. Now, it's not something she's done a ton of either throughout her career, so learning to pitch is still new adventures for Sydney Miles. And swinging and missing at the 3-2, Lily Francis down on strikes. That's strikeout number one for any West County hitter in the first strikeout of the game for Alex Neff. I was going to say, we haven't seen a lot of swinging and misses from pitchers from the Central Lady Rebels. So nice to get the strike out there for Neff for out number two in the bottom of the third inning. Wilmack hitting ahead 1-0 as the off-speed pitch doesn't dip down back into the zone. As Neff has gone to it quite a bit, and it's worked well. That one just didn't have the break to it. And the 1-0 pitch on the inside part of the plate, but that one's going to skip through the dirt and be called a ball 2-0. The 2-0 pitch. This one's lifted in the air to left. The left fielder, Portel, covers her eyes, goes back, and makes the catch. And that'll do it for the bottom of the third inning. And back-to-back one, two, three innings for Alex Neff in the circle for Central. And we go to the top of inning number four, 8 nothing West County on AM 1240 KFMO. Get to Willett Home Furnishings in Bonterre for the guaranteed lowest price on Ashley Furniture. Stop in and let us show you our huge showroom of beautiful Ashley Furniture and home accents for every room in your home. Choose from Ashley living rooms, bedrooms, dining rooms, or dens. You name the room and we'll show you an enormous selection with our lowest price guarantee. If you find a lower price, we'll match it or beat it guaranteed. Ask us about interest-free financing and free delivery. Ashley Furniture in style and in reach at Willett Home Furnishings, Berry Road, Bonterre. The St. Francis County Community Partnership is a proud supporter of local high school sports, and they remind you to stay alcohol and drug-free for your best possible performance. The St. Francis County Community Partnership, adding value, bringing hope, online at sfccp.org. Hungry? The Riverside Grill on East Main Street in Park Hills has homemade daily specials or choose from a menu of other delicious entrees or stop by for a hearty breakfast every day from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. The Riverside Grill across from the Farmer's Market in Park Hills. Whether you're in pursuit of a transferable degree or need training to jumpstart a great career, your future starts at Mineral Area College. Max tuition is affordable, substantially less than a university, and we're close to home with locations in Park Hills, Fredericktown, Potosi, and Perryville. Interested in online classes? We offer those, too. We've been creating student success stories since 1922. There's no better time to start yours. Apply online at mineralarea.edu. To the third inning we go, or fourth inning rather. It'll be Central sending Sydney Miles, Cadence Cosby, and Chloe Dishbein to the plate. Gracie Wright still in the circle, and Central with the 3 4 5 due up. Miles walked in the first, Cosby flew out, and Dishbein walked in the second. Well, this game, the way it started with that eight run in bottom of the first inning, kind of had the feeling of, uh oh. I mean, Neff came in, she got an out, but we didn't see a lot of her, and it's like if she doesn't settle things down here, this game, it could have been over by now, we're talking. You know, if the run rule is 15 after three, and you get eight in one inning, you're on pace for that. But credit where it's due, Alex Neff has settled down in this game. And like I said before, while it's not, you know, a, like she's attacking the strike zone and, you know, doing a great job in that regard, she's fine, like Gracie Wright, finding a way to get out. And I think that's going to be a silver lining for Central if this continues throughout this game. 
City Miles, the left-handed hitter, watches one roll through the right-handed batter's box and to the backstop for a ball. 1-0. She worked a 3-2 count in the first for a walk. As Gracie Wright from the circle fires. This one in there but fouled off and into the rocks behind the dugout of West County. And it's one ball, one strike. And C.J. Wright talked about his team staying mentally tough in games. And as the 1-1 misses just low and away for a ball, 2-1. I don't think this is a game where they have to stay mentally tough. More so mentally prepared for anything to happen in an 8-0 game here in the fourth inning. But a lot of teams are going to just lay down on both sides when the game becomes 8 nothing. The team that's up is going to relax a bit. The team that's down is going to hang their head. I don't think we've seen that from either side throughout this game. West County's had some good at-bats since that eight-run inning. They just haven't gotten much out of it. Central has done a good job fighting, and especially Neff in the circle. The 2-1 fouled off. Now the 2-2, this one's going to be fouled off nearing the parking lot, but again, hop in those rocks that are about 20 feet behind the dugout for West County on the third base side, and the count remains two balls, two strikes. It, give credit to Alex Neff. She's keeping her team in it. Yeah, it's an 8 nothing game, but if her yeah. offense pushes some runs across in this inning and next inning, you're looking at a, a closer game. But no runs on her, on her stat sheet throughout this game since she's came in? This one's popped up and gets behind the West County dugout once more as the left-handed hitting Sydney Miles stays alive. I mean, you'll take that 10 times out of 10. And the umpire has no more balls left. Especially in a situation like this game here where, you know, your starter who's looked good over these last few games just doesn't have it. She's got to come out of the game. You know, your number two pitcher in Sydney Miles, who you've been working with a little bit of late, she's not available. Zoe, Zoe Ray, Ray yeah. who's not uh, dressed for today's game, she's not available to pitch either. So you're going way down the line in a team where, like we said before, doesn't have just a sheer num- deep bench in terms of just sheer numbers. So you're you know, going down quite a bit to try to find someone that can pitch for you, and Neff has done a really nice job in this game for Central as Miles works a walk. And the 3-2 misses in the dirt, and that's the second walk worked by Sidney Miles. She was stranded in the first inning. And there was a little bit of confusion with the count between C.J. Wright and the umpire, home plate umpire, and they work it out, and so it's a leadoff walk, and Cadence Cosby stands in, showing bunt, the runner down a second, the throw not in time, and Sydney Miles picks up a stolen base. She becomes just the second base runner to get to second base in this game for Central as it was Chloe Dishbein who walked and reached and moved up on a sacrifice bunt back in the second inning. Nothing Walmack could have done with that one. It was a pitch low on the inside part of the plate that really crowded the batter and Cadence Cosby. So Walmack's trying to pick it up out of the dirt. She's got Cadence Cosby that's in her area, not making it easier. Cosby doesn't have to get out of the way. She's not in the wrong at all by doing that. Cosby as a catcher certainly knows that. But it's, it was a tough situation for Walmack. So by the time she got the ball and got up, she had no chance to make a play at second. The 1-0 in there for a strike. And then the 1-1 misses for a ball, 2-1. And, and then Cadence Cosby gives this one a ride. That one's going to burn the left fielder. Going back is Barton. She can't get to it. It's going to hop to the wall. And Cosby has an RBI double and the first hit for Central. And it comes in the fourth inning. 8-1 to one the score as Sidney Miles scores from second. And her and Cosby switch spots. And that's where the Central ball club... I mean, it, it feels like a powder keg 
in terms of the talent they've got if they can find good enough pitching. Today, they just didn't have it. We've seen it in other games before. They've got the offense to when it comes to conference uh, tournament time, when it comes to district tournament time, to be a threat. And in any game, you know, maybe you don't put up eight runs against them. Maybe you only put up four or five runs against them. That may not be enough to beat the Central Lady Rebel squad with the talent that they've got on offense. Chloe Dishbine stands in ahead in the count. One ball, no strikes. As again, Gracie Wright struggling to find the strike zone in this inning. And she'll find it there as Womack has to just slide in. I'm surprised West County got the call as that one looked. From the way that Womack was sliding and where her arm went after she caught it, it looked like it was well inside. Yeah, and I think it was over the plate for a strike, but it's like I said before back in the first inning with her having to jump all over the place. She was initially set up outside. The pitch came inside. Like I said, it kind of does the opposite of trying to frame a pitch. You're framing it as a ball with that kind of body language that you see. One thing catchers have to work on, even if you're set up on the outside part of the plate, you still got to frame that inside part or at least keep your arms stiff. The 2-1 at the knees, just low for a ball. Three balls, one strike. And that's not easy to do because, you know, you're also taught, hey, get in front of the pitch if it's not directly to you so you can block it because you got Cosby standing at second base. She'd love for that pitch to get past you so she can scamper on to third. Right rocks and deals the 3-1 at the knees, call the strike. Three balls, two strikes, and right there, Womack stuck it on the inside part of the plate. And got the call. And the count runs full once again. Dishbine walked in the second on a full count. The 3-2, swing and a miss. Dishbine down on strikes. And that's the first out here in the top of inning number four. Now, something that I noticed out at second base there, that maybe why we're seeing, you know, Walmack set up outside and having to jump back inside on it is Keaton Cosby is kind of tipping a little bit where the catcher is setting up. When Walmack is set up on the outside, Cosby's got her arm out and waving her fingers to get the attention of her batter. In that case, it was Chloe Dishbine. We'll probably see it again with McClanahan do up here with one out in the fourth inning. So she's kind of tipping off where the catcher is setting up to try to help her batter out a little bit. Meeting at the circle. We'll use this time to take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard check. And at last check, it was Potosi lead, uh, tying Bismarck, rather, in the, after three innings by a score of 2-2. Two to two. Let's see if anything has changed. And no, still a 2-2 two -two game. They're into the fourth inning as the out-of-town scoreboard is brought to you by Mineral Area Overhead Door at 1020 Woodlawn Drive just north of Farmington. Installing entry and storm doors, decks and railings, beam central vacuum systems, and more for a full list of services, visit mineralareadoor.com. we got McClanahan who dropped a sacrifice bunt in her first and only plate appearance in the game, digging back into the right-handed batter's box. And she'll swing at the first pitch she sees and foul it right to her dugout on the right, on the uh, first base side, rather. She's behind 0-1. She laid down a beautiful sack bunt in that second inning. That allowed Dishbine to get up to second base. And the 0-1. Swing and a miss. McClanahan just behind the fastball. She's behind 0-2. There's a meeting in the circle, and so far we're seeing Gracie Wright come back out and just attack the zone. I wonder how much of that was the topic of conversation during that meeting. Swing and a miss. McClanahan down on strikes. That's the fifth strikeout for Gracie Wright. And two outs of the inning as Alex Neff will bat for her second time after striking out looking in the second. And there's two away here in the top of the fourth. Neff trying to put down a bunt and she fouls it off. And Cosby takes off and she takes fouled third. it off, Sean. Ooh. They allow the runner to go. I heard the 
the medal. That's what Gracie Wright's arguing, but I think the home plate umpire, yeah, he's shaking his head. He said no, because I heard him say that he she offered to try to clarify. And C.J. Wright's going to ask as well. I clearly Straight heard that. Asking foul ball or not, and now he's going to basically go tell the home plate umpire, talk it over with your infield umpire. I don't think they can get this overturned because the field umpire would have made the call had he heard it. Yeah. They're discussing right now, and he's shaking his head no. Sean, I'll tell you, that was 100% a foul ball. And now and they, yeah, are gonna they are going to overturn it. Yeah, because I heard the home plate umpire's call, and he didn't signal foul ball. He pointed at Neff and said, you offered, saying that she offered at it with the swing and the miss on the bunt is what he said. But he got overruled by his infield umpire, and to his credit, changed his call. You don't see that often from umpires. Even when they do get told by the other umpire in the crew, yeah, it was a wrong call. Usually there's a collective agreement amongst umpires, referees in general, to protect each other and stand up for each other's calls. The 1-1 fouled off. It's now 1-2. and two. And The interesting thing, Sean, is if they did overturn it and call it a foul ball, neither of the fielding umpire or the home plate umpire made the signal of a foul ball after yeah. the convention. Cadence Cosby just went back to second. So I imagine they said it. We just couldn't hear it. Yeah. As the count is now 1-2, and two, and Gracie Wright will rock and fire the 1-2. That one's high for a ball, two balls, two strikes. Cosby still offering up signals out at second base as to where the catcher, Walmack, is aligning. Sticking either her left arm out or her right arm out. The one-two. Inside part of the plate, down looking again is Alex Neff, and that'll do it for the away half of this fourth inning. We head to the home half. It'll be one, two, three, two up. Gracie Wright, J.C. Tange, Morgan Simley for the Lady Bulldogs, leading the Lady Rebels 8-1 to one as we head to the bottom of the fourth. It's finally warming up. The sun is shining. The rain is falling, which means the flowers are blooming. And I have a fever. Spring fever, that is. Ashley Sism here from Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home of the lifetime warranty. The sunshine makes us happy around here, and we want to help spread the fever. So get outside and come check out our spring fever sales event. Cars, trucks, vans, and SUVs, from Ford to Volkswagen, and all makes and models in between. We have window tech specials popping up like daisies. Allergies may have you in a fog, but it's clear and clear here this April. Find your car, find your payment, and find yourself driving away in a newer and nicer car this spring with no hassles. Do some spring cleaning and trade your old car now, even if you owe more than it's worth. We want to help you jump over all those bad credit puddles and get you approved. You may just end up with spring fever too. Find your car, find your payment, and find yourself driving away in a newer, nicer car during our spring fever sales event. But hurry, we won't be spring cleaning for long. We want you to visit us today at Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home with lifetime warranty. Call 431-3177 or shop online at SismFord.com. Some negative equity may be refinanced. Offers may not combine. See dealer for details. Nothing beats the convenience of pushing a button for instant heat and a beautiful fire, even when the power is out. This is Lance Seacrest. In a lead belt stove and fireplace, we can do just that with our wide variety of Regency and Manesson gas fireplaces. Visit us online and request a quote anytime at LeadBeltStove.com. We care and take care of you when it comes to your insurance needs. I'm Chris Morrison, your local State Farm agent in Farmington. Our agency will take the time to sit down with you and develop an insurance plan best suited for you and your family. Learn more online at ChrisMorrisonAgency.com. We're proud to be a part of high school sports. High school softball on KFMO is brought to you by Wade's Automotive in Farmington, Prairie Farms Dairies in Park Hills, Sam Sism Ford Lincoln in Park Hills, Missouri Baptist University in Farmington, and Weems Insurance Agency in Farmington. Home half of the fourth inning. Gracie Wright and Chasey Tongay Morton Simile standing in. After two straight one, two, three innings for Alex Neff in the circle. 
She's done really well in relief coming That's in it. on that first inning. I like what I've seen from her. It reminds me of what Gracie Wright has done. Gracie Wright is just find a way to get outs. You don't have your best stuff. If you can still get outs, that's a sign of a good day on the on the hill. Because you're not always going to have your best stuff. Not every single day is going to be your A game in the circle. But Neff has done a nice job throughout this game so far. To After an eight-run first inning, West County still only got eight through the ball game, and we're here in the bottom of the fourth. At inning break, courtesy of Missouri Farm Bureau agent Mike Sonsigar, located on St. Genevieve Avenue in Farmington, and Jonathan Steffen on North State Street in Delos, and a 2-0 pitch, outside ball three. And contact them today for a free quote on auto, home business, or life insurance. Again, that's Missouri Farm Bureau agent Mike Sonsigar and Jonathan Steffen bringing you the inning break here in West County and Central, and a four-pitch walk worked by Gracie Wright, and she'll reach base safely. I mentioned before the 15-run run rule, and we're probably out of those woods unless we get just another explosive inning similar to the first that we saw from the West County Lady Bulldogs. Even then, it's not going to shorten the game by all that much as the other aspect of the run rule, which we certainly could see here forced by West County, and we'll see if Alex Neff can avoid that from happening as they just need three runs to come home and score. And all of a sudden, Central's got the top of the fifth inning to try to cut into a 10-run deficit. J.C. Tangay in ahead 1-0. Make it one ball, one strike as she watched the off-speed pitch dip down right down the middle. A good pitch by Alex Neff as Tange might not have been expecting that off-speed pitch. Just let it in there as Gracie Wright is at first base and a 1-1 count here in the bottom of the fourth. 8-1 West County in the pitch from Alex Neff. High for a ball, 2-1 as Cadence Cosby popped up like she was going to fire down to first. Instead, getting back safely is Gracie Wright. I was just trying to keep Gracie Wright in check at first base. This is that kind of gray area in, in, in baseball and softball where, okay, is this a point where, you know, you're kind of calling off the dogs a little bit, you're not swiping bags? It, it's a seven-run lead. That's a big, but that's not. We Seven runs isn't a lead where it's like, okay, this game's over. Come on, let's get this over with. 8-1 is the score, the 3-1 missing inside, and back-to-back walks as Morgan Simley will stand in with nobody out and two on. Morgan Simley having a great game at and the plate, single on a fly ball to left, double on a deep fly ball to center field. And are we going to see Neff stay in this game? We got another meeting in the circle. I would uh, think Neff is going to stay in here, and this is just a conversation, but as I mentioned before, Neff has had a hard time throughout this game finding the strike zone. None more so than in this inning so far. She struggled her first inning that she came in, seven pitches, only one of them for strikes. About half of the seven pitches she needed in the second inning were strikes. In fact, four of them. Uh, Seven pitches, or 13 pitches in the third inning. Seven of those were for strikes. So second and third inning that she worked, she got, you know, above 50%. Here so far through the fourth, just one of nine. She stays in the circle as Central is limited in their options to go to at this point. They'd have to put someone else in the circle and continue to rotate things around in the field because they're out of players on the bench. Well, the problem is, yeah, like you mentioned, I don't think you want to take Neff out. I think you want to move her around on the infield because there's no one else that can come in other than the designated player as that one misses for a ball. That's it. She'd have to switch with somebody else to come into the game, whether you're putting 
you know, Pape or Miles back in or somebody else we haven't seen in the circle that's playing in the field. Similarly, Tomahawk chops at this one. She'll send it to the left center field gap, and that'll allow one run to score as right rounds. Third and scores, and the throw comes in. And Tange pulls into third safely on a stand-up RBI double from Morgan Simile. And she's had, a, had herself a game with a single and two doubles and a total of four RBI. And, Sean, she's making a case for some free pizza. Yeah, certainly a strong case as well. For some free pizza with a Little Caesars Pizza Pizza player of the game. Looking for some great lunch. Little Caesars has got some deals for you. $4.50 will get you two slices and a 20-ounce drink. $5.50 will get you four slices of deep dish and a 20-ounce drink. A lot of pizza for just $5.50, especially in today's day and age. That brings in Reese And a triple in the second. And she's ahead 2-0 here in the fourth. With runners at second and third, and a key RBI situation for Reese Smith. This is a part of the order that's really just been crushing central hitting in this game. Is that one? Look out, CJ Wright. A liner right at him. He dances out of the way of that one and kind of waves to his dugout, tells players, hey, get inside the dugouts and none of you get hit. Count now two balls and one strike in a 9 1 game. West County with the advantage. And the 2 1 to Smith. That one just misses inside on the hand. She's ahead three balls, one strike. Six of seven is three, four, and five in the order today for the West County Lady Bulldogs with two doubles, a triple, and a home run mixed in there as well amongst the three of them. And the 3-1 misses high for a ball four, and the bases will be loaded for the dangerous Alexis Hedgecourth, who popped into a double play in her last at-bat in the second, homered in the first. That was a no-doubt home run that she just blasted to left center field first pitch from Neff first pitch swing and this one's going to be knuckled towards left field and get down for a hit as Portel has to come in and get it one run will score and the throw will go to the backstop but it'll hop off the brick wall back there and Cadence Cosby will get it in time so an RBI single for Alexis Hedgeworth and it's 10 to 1 here in the bottom of the fourth inning and again that 3, 4 and 5 spot in the order for West County just crushing today. Morgan Simile, Reese Smith, Alexis Hedgecourt, that's a lot of really good hitters in that spot right there. And the bases stay loaded for Grace Barton as she is ahead one ball, no strikes as that one missed. She walked in the first and grounded, or was a member of the fielder's choice play where Riley Kowalski reached. She was out on the first part of a double play, playing that one correctly again with Sydney Miles from the hole as another reach on a fielder's choice for Grace Barton and a good throw Gets the runner at home. Morgan Simile unable to score on that one. Score at 6-2 to two on the fielder's choice. West County maybe had a case on an error by Cosby there. As she dropped it, but I think she dropped it on the transition. Trying to get it from her mitt to her hand so she could make the double play over at first base. But the home plate umpire didn't call it as an error. And we didn't even see an argument from C.J. Wright. So we'll... We'll go with them on that one, but a case could have been made. I don't know if they would have been overturned twice in this game. That is just out number one, and the bases remain loaded for Riley Kevaloski, who reached on a fielder's choice and grounded out today. The 1-0. This one's pushed towards the central dugout off the hands of Kevaloski, and it's 1-1. One one. Late swing from Kevaloski. Neff seems like she's really relying on that off-speed pitch or breaking pitch, whichever it is, but it's got some late dip to it, and... Sometimes it starts off high in the zone and dips in, and that's when we've seen the late swings from West County. 2-1, another good play by Sydney Miles, playing in the hold of these right-handed hitters, 
and it'll be an RBI ground up by Kevlowski as one run comes in the score. It's now 11-1, to and we're going to have a pinch hitter coming in for West County. Going to be Abby Burgess who comes in. She'll replace Lily Francis, who is 0-for-1 in the game so far, hit by a pitch and a strikeout swinging. So Abby Francis will dig into the right-handed batter's box in an 11-to-1 ball game. West County does now have that run rule that I alluded to before. They're up by 10. So Central is going to have three outs in the top of the fifth inning to try to get at least one back as it stands right now to prolong this game even further. Runners are at second and third. It's Alexis Hedgecourt at third, Grace Barton at second. And Abby Bird just standing in. And she'll lay off an off-speed pitch that finds the zone, strike one. And that's it. Neff, I don't think it's fair to say she has the command of that pitch. The difference between control and command is command is when you can make it start outside the zone and break in. You know, you can kind of, like, you've almost got the path on it figured out where you can make it do things like that or start in the zone and drop out. But that seems to be the pitch she's got the best control on throughout this game. The 0-1 missing inside for a ball, one ball, one strike. And then the off-speed pitch drops in there again, one and two. Burgess going to have to get the bat off her shoulders here with a 1-2 count and two outs. And I think that's what's gotten West County out in front of that pitch a little, or behind on that pitch rather a little bit, is they notice late that it's dropping in the zone and the swing comes too late. Like that right there. And the 1-2 swung at and missed. The catcher, Cosby, applies the tag. And we've played four full. We head to the fifth inning. Three outs in Central. That's all they have to play with is they have to score at least one run to keep this game going. Trailing by 10, 11-5, to 11-1 rather, to the fifth inning we go on KFMO. Hurry up, dude. The game's about to start. Nothing beats spending the day watching the game with your buddies. Dude, I'm literally right here. Let's do this. Which is why a shelter insurance renter's policy is key to your winning game plan. It protects things your landlord's policy doesn't. Uh, dude, where's your TV? What? No way, dude. Like that flat screen TV that just got stolen. Find out how J.J. Vickers can help you with your auto home and life needs. 573-358-3674. You love your truck, and Plaza Tire Service is here to help you make it even better. We've got wheels, leveling kits, and of course, the area's largest selection of light truck tires. With ATs and mud tires up to 35s and bigger, Plaza Tire Service has you covered. The pros at Plaza Tire Service can help you select a great combination that will work with your truck. Plus, with our Plaza Tire Service card or no credit needed financing, your upgrades can be easy on your budget. So take your truck from stock to spectacular with Plaza Tire Service. At Missouri Baptist University, students experience more than higher education. It's more than degrees and more than meaningful relationships. It's about transformation. The outlook you'll leave with will bring light to darkness and set the foundation to become the person you've always wanted, your best. MBU is the place to build character as well as earning potential. Learn more at mobap.edu. To learn more about how you can join us this summer, call 573-431-9700 or visit us at our Farmington Regional Learning Center. High School Softball on KFMO is brought to you by Belgrade State Banks, State Farm Insurance Agent Chris Morrison in Farmington, and Pettis Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Farmington. To the top of the fifth inning, three outs and it's over. Central has to score at least one to keep it going. And we'll check the out-of-town scoreboard here momentarily as the first pitch from right grounded right back to her. She'll snag it. What a play on the first. And quickly, Alexia Poppy grounds out one away. It's a nice reaction from Gracie Wright. That thing was Hit really hard right back up the middle. She was Johnny on the spot, got it, made the play at first easy. 
Out of town scoreboard check on the baseball diamond. Central leading DeSoto after four innings, or headed to the bottom of the fifth, rather, 11 to nothing. As they're on the road taking on the Dragons, and the first pitch to McKinley Portel outside for a ball. With one away here in the fifth. And they are through six innings. Tosi and Bismarck on the softball side. It is two to two still. As the 1 0 is swung at and missed, strike one. The 1 1. Swing and a miss again. Portel on it just underneath it, 1 and 2. As that out of town scoreboard check is brought to you by Mineral Area Overhead Door at 1020 Woodlawn Drive, just north of Farmington. You can visit them at mineralareador.com. The 1 2. Inside for a ball, and that scoots away from the catcher, Natalie Womack, and the count evens at two balls, two strikes. Portel, the left-handed hitter. And the 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Strike three, and that is strikeout number seven in the game for pitcher Gracie Wright. And Alexis Portel is the final chance for Central. With two away and the top of inning number five. I'd like to correct myself. They're through five. That's Potosi and Bismarck on the softball side. Two to two is still the score. As Portel swings and misses at the first pitch she sees behind 0-1. Yeah, those games can really be determining five through eight in the conference tournament that's coming up. That's going to be quite the question mark. I think the top four is already pretty much figured out at this point. It's just who are they going to be matched up against in the opening round? The 0-1 missing low and away. Ball for a 1-1 count as Gracie Wright takes a peek at the wristband. Rocks and fires from the rubber, and it's poked towards left field. That one's going to get just foul, and Alexis Portel, after she rounds first, will have to go all the way back to the batter's box and central down to their final strike. And you look at the standings right now. St. Genevieve, obviously, they're running away with the conference title at this point. Valley Catholic suffering their second loss in conference play. We got West County with two losses in conference play. Central about to take their third, and they do. As the one-two right at the knees for a call strike number three. And that'll do it. We have played five innings. Final score, 11-1. to one As the players line up for handshakes. And we send you to the Bill Best American Family Insurance post-game show. A huge conference win for the West County Lady Bulldogs trying to get in the top three seeds of the MAAA Conference Tournament, seeding on Friday night. And the conference tournament begins on Monday. Bill Best American Family Insurance post-game show coming up after this. West County beats Central 11-1 to in five innings. <laughs> 